Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Explain This. I'm with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. Robin, how's it going? Doing great. How about you? I'm a little stressed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm a little stressed, but you're going to tell me why that's not such a bad thing. Yes. Because you're going to explain cortisol, <laughs> and that's a question we get all the time in the office. So cortisol, what is this thing? Yes. Well, talking about stress, cortisol is commonly referred to as the stress hormone. And cortisol really gets a bad rep. Um, so I kind of want to dive into yeah. what it is and why we actually need it, and it's good for us. Um, so we look at this level a lot. Uh, it's on our Cleveland Heart Panel. So, you know, uh, if we're reviewing that, we're always talking to patients about cortisol levels. Mm. Um, but it is one that we draw separate from that as well. Um, so cortisol is a hormone that's produced by your adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are these little um, pyramid-shaped glands that sit on top of your kidneys. Um, like I said, it's often referred to as the stress hormone, but it plays a part in really a lot of processes in the body. Um, the type of hormone that it is, there are receptors for that hormone in almost every organ and tissue in the entire body. Oh, wow. Okay. So that we need it, but again, you can see really quickly why it would be bad if we don't have enough or if we have too much. Um, so normal functions of cortisol, what it's supposed to do for us in a perfect world, it regulates our stress response. Um, so cortisol is released as your body kicks into that fight or flight mode. So we, we release adrenaline, we release cortisol. Um, it controls metabolism for us. So in a perfect world, keeps our metabolism nice and happy. Um, suppresses inflammation, uh, it regulates blood pressure, regulates blood sugar, and it controls our sleep-wake cycle. Cortisol does? Yeah. Interesting. So there's a lot of things that it does for us, and you can uh, you can see why it'd be, it'd be bad if it's off. It's, um, it, it is interesting, because we talk about stress, you know, in, in a negative way. You need to de-stress, you need yeah. to reduce stress, you know, but there, there are... You ha you have to have it, or, yeah. or else you're not going to get up yeah. and moving as you just explained yeah. there. So tell us a little bit more about cortisol. How do we, do we measure it? What's the we do? So we look at blood levels on this. Um, and it, going back, you mentioned stress. Everybody has stress, yeah. so everybody's going to release cortisol. There's different types of stress, and depending on what type of stress you have going on, it's going to show what kind of cortisol release we're going to have. So there's acute stress, which is like the fight or flight. Exercise will do this. Exercise is seen as a stress to the body. Exercise releases cortisol, but that's not a bad thing. That's what's supposed to happen. Interesting. Cortisol is supposed to be released in those types of uh, situations. Um, and other acute things would be, you know, you get a phone call that somebody in your family just got taken to the hospital, or you're driving and somebody swerves in front of you and you have to hit on your brakes. That's acute stress. So that's over and done quickly. Is it like, um, is it a, f a certain feeling like in, the st in your stomach or? Oh yeah, you know, that heart rate goes yeah. up and <clears throat> yeah. I, I, for me, like if I'm driving, and, you know, if somebody just inadvertently gets, like, yeah. you, you react really fast. Yeah. And it, I'm assuming that's like cortisol kicking in. It is. That cortisol and adrenaline. Then you have chronic stress, mm. which chronic stress is really what starts to put some dysfunction on your cortisol levels. Because we're never getting the relaxation after that fight or flight Chronic stress is a huge issue, especially mm -hmm. in America nowadays, because, you know, you're trying to balance life. You're trying to balance work. You go home and you're stressed out about work. You go to work and you're stressed out about home. Um, it's just a chronic uh, all the time. You're, you're laying in bed at 10 o'clock at night thinking about the email that you still need to respond to. That kind of stuff keeps that cortisol going when we don't want it to be going high. Um, and so that starts to lead to a lot of dysfunction. And then um, physical health stress as well. Um, so being sick, being overweight, things like that will, will cause dysregulation with cortisol. 
That's, so being um, overweight can be a it can rate. it puts stress on the body, but then stress can also lead to being overweight. So it's that chronic cycle. Okay. Okay. Um, cortisol affects every system in the body. It's going to affect your nervous system, your immune system, your cardiovascular system, respiratory system, reproductive system. So stress is not good for reproduction. Um, musculoskeletal and your skin, hair, nails, your integumentary system. So whenever we have high stress, some people their response is hair loss. Um, so cortisol is affecting all of this. Um, so like I said, in times of stress, cortisol is released to keep you on high alert, that fight or flight. Um, it also is releasing extra glucose. So it's triggering the liver to release extra glucose out that can be used in the bloodstream for fast energy. Um, in short spurts, it can boost the immune system because it suppresses inflammation. But when we get into longer term high cortisol, uh, it actually is going to lead to increased inflammation and it's going to weaken the immune system. So short term burst of cortisol, super helpful. Long term suppressing the immune system, um, increasing inflammation, we're going to stay sick, we're going to stay inflamed. Is there a way to have some sort of control over you know, these short bursts of cortisol so that, you know, that's how you, you, you use it to your advantage? Yeah. Is, there, is it like a... <laughs> Controlling, to, to help control how much you're releasing and how you're responding, you've got to learn how to control your that emotional response. You've got to learn how to control anxiety mm. um, and know what your triggers are, know how to relax. Um, so we can, we can modify it. Um, and you want to know how your levels should be too. So we want higher cortisol in the morning. Like I said, cortisol is your awakening response that gets you up in the morning. Right. Um, so knowing how to use cortisol to your advantage. Um, like I mentioned, exercise releases cortisol. It is great to go exercise first thing in the morning because we want that higher cortisol level that wakes us up, that gets us going, that makes us feel good and sustains us throughout the day. Yeah. We don't really want high cortisol at 10 o'clock at night when we're trying to go to sleep because it's gonna keep us too stimulated. Um, so I'll never tell somebody not to exercise. If the only time you can go is eight o'clock, then do it, because we need to exercise. But you've gotta calm back down afterwards. Um, but ideally, your best exercise time is gonna be in the morning. Use that to your benefit. Use that to help boost your energy for the rest of the day, versus doing that and then going and laying in bed trying to go to sleep whenever you're all amped up still. I, I found that with, with sleep, eating late too, also oh, yeah. it, it it sets me back yeah. going to bed, you know, a couple hours, Yeah. you know, just by eating an hour and a half, you know, uh, after I should. Yeah. Theoretically. That's why we like that intermittent fasting setup where yeah. you're not eating past 6 or 7 p.m. Yeah. Prepares your body for what it needs to do, which is go to bed. Um, so other things that too much cortisol can do. Long term, too much cortisol can increase blood pressure, increase blood sugar levels, which can actually lead to type 2 diabetes, weight gain. Um, it increases cravings, which also contributes to the weight gain. You crave like higher carb foods. Mm. Um, there was actually a study that showed that women who were under chronic stress uh, had higher caloric intakes and were more likely to be overweight. Um, so dual effect there, partly from the high blood sugar levels, but partly just from you crave more, you eat more. Yeah, it just feels like there is a cycle I'm seeing. Yeah. And the way you're talking about cortisol, there's a real negative cycle to this. Yeah. If you're not careful. If you're not careful, that's the yeah. thing. We want it, but we, we got to be careful with right. it. Right. Um, like I said, it suppresses immune system, also can cause digestive issues. 
But on the flip side of that, not enough cortisol is not good either. Mm. We've talked about this before. I have a video on it. Not enough cortisol is adrenal fatigue. So we're going to be very tired. We can have low blood pressure, brain fog. Um, refer back to the adrenal fatigue video, but a lot of times you just have these midday crashes, like you just can't even make it through the day. Um, so we, we need the balance there. We want to have the appropriate cortisol response whenever we want it, and we need to know how to shut it off whenever we don't want it. You know, it, we talk a lot about hormones, and yeah. the key with hormones is balance. And yeah, cortisol, of course, is a hormone, and it's the same thing with cortisol. Got to balance it. Got to balance. So how to keep that regulated? We need to lower stress. And I tell people this all the time, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Easy to say, not so easy to do. But whenever we know that we're having an inappropriate cortisol response, we've got to figure out our way to bring it down. Mine tends to be prayer, meditation, yoga, things yeah. like that, where it just brings it down. You center your mind. You think about something else. You're getting rid of everything else in the environment. Mm -hmm. um, exercise is a really good one for me as well. Yeah. Um, put your headphones in, listen to some good music, um, really get that good exercise in. That's a good stress reliever for me. Um, some people, it's taking a hot bath, read a book, things like that. Um, we don't want to use alcohol as stress reliever. I know everybody, it's been a hard day, go home and have a glass of wine, um, but that actually tends to complicate the picture more. Yeah. We don't want to use alcohol for that. Um, getting more sleep, also easy to say, not so easy to do, but <laughs> seven to nine hours of sleep really is going to help allow the cortisol levels to reset the way that they need to. Mm. They're supposed to be low when we go to bed, get lower, and then start to rise in the morning, and that's what wakes us up. Mm. But if we're going to bed and waking up every two hours, or you know, we're only getting three or four hours of sleep, we're not resetting appropriately, so it's going to cause some dysregulation there. Makes so much sense. Um, exercise, again, I already said exercise, but daily exercise, even getting out and going for a walk is really beneficial for stress relief. Um, like I said, avoiding excess alcohol intake, also excess caffeine intake. And that's, I think I probably talked about that with adrenal fatigue, but you get in this vicious cycle of I'm tired, so I'm going to drink caffeine, but the caffeine actually ends up making the situation worse. Right. Um, right. So looking for other things to help besides just 10 cups of coffee a day. Um, cleaning up your diet, you really are what you eat. And if you eat junk, you feel like junk. Mm. Um, so eating a good, clean, whole foods diet, not eating a lot of processed foods, staying away from the high carbs, the high sugars. Um, when you do that, even for a couple weeks, and then you fall back to a not so good diet, that's when you really notice the difference. Um, you know, if you eat really clean, and then you have something that you shouldn't really be having, almost immediately, yep. most people, it's some anxiety or feeling depressed, tired, just blah. Um, so food really has a big effect on what's happening with your cortisol levels. Um, and then the, there's herbs and supplements that we really like for helping to regulate levels. So adaptogenic herbs are my favorite just to help the body regulate on its own. Um, so these would be things like ginseng, ashwagandha, rhodiola are all really good adaptogenic herbs. Um, you know, I get more specific when I have patients that have very specific complaints. Uh, if, we're, if we know we're too high or we know we're too low, there's other things I throw in there. But these are good ones across the board that can be helpful for anybody. Body. So adaptogenic herbs, um, when I hear adaptogenic, it's um, adapting. I know we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, remind me one more time. Well, it's not purposely forcing levels up or down. It's just helping right. the body cope with what's going on. That's right. Okay. So they're good for too high cortisol and they're good for too low. Interesting. Yeah. Super cool. This is such an important topic. I know stress is something that we talk a lot about this time of year, you know, in the winter time yeah. when we're filming this. Um, but you know, cortisol is also 
a good thing. So yeah. you, you need that balance. We need it. So know your levels, get your levels checked. Time of day for drawing those levels is very critical. Um, we we need, I prefer to time up pre 10 a.m. because that's when I want cortisol to be high. Now, is this a, is, is this the um, saliva test? That... We do have a saliva test okay. for it as well. Okay. Um, so, so blood it, and saliva. Yeah, blood and saliva. So in the blood test, I prefer to draw it pre 10 a.m. because that's a reliably high level. Should be somewhere between t- 10 and 20 if drawn before 10 a.m. Okay. If drawn late in the afternoon, it's like 3 to 10. It's a lot lower. Um, the saliva test is something that we will go to if I see some dysregulation, if I'm really suspicious, especially of adrenal fatigue. Got it. I'll go to that. Um, and so the saliva test is a four-time collection that you collect saliva first thing in the morning, before lunch, before dinner, before bed. And we look to see what your curve looks like. Mm. should be nice and high in the morning, come down in the afternoon and evening. Um, and so if we've got some dysfunction there, we can have a flipped curve. We can have it really too high, way too low. We've got all kinds of things that can happen there. With the blood draw, are you telling patients they need to same day get morning and afternoon or? I usually stick to just morning with a blood draw. Okay. So just morning. Yeah. Not worried about the, yeah. the evening. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Super cool. It's, it's such an important yeah. topic. And uh, is there anything else you want to uh, tell the listeners about cortisol? Anything else we need to uh, go with? Don't stress it. Don't stress it. <laughs> if you stress about your cortisol levels, you're going to make your cortisol levels <laughs> higher. So don't stress it. Um, but get with someone who can help you. Learn how to control what's happening in your body. That way you can feel your best. Don't stress about your cortisol level, guys. <laughs> that will not work. <laughs> Robin, I appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, guys, this has been another episode of Explain This. You name it, we explain it. Today's topic was cortisol. Go back in the description. We'll talk. Uh, we'll link uh, uh, a link to our YouTube video on uh What is it? Adrenal fatigue. (laughs) Adrenal fatigue. (laughs) Adrenal fatigue in the description below. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out with us. This has been Explain This. I'm with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. You name it, we explain it. See y'all later. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.